Welcome to the Kyle Chaos and Air and Order Show. Let's get started. What's up, Kyle Chaos? Not much, you're in order. Are oh, you just chilling up in no news from the group home? Uh, that was a well, only weird thing that happened last night, and I really had, didn't talk to anybody when it happened, is I heard, like, a police radio outside. Mm-hmm. And then I heard... Uh, maybe it wasn't a police, but it sounded to me like a police radio. Maybe it was just somebody's cell phone, though. So I'm not sure. You know, it's like this one of those things that I'm not sure what happened. But to me, it sounded like a police radio. And then somebody knocking on the door. And then somebody talking to the the manager dude and uh, saying, uh, I don't even know what he was saying. He said something, and then here's, uh, look me up on Facebook, and then the dude left. But then the car he left in didn't sound like a cop car. It sounded more like, you know, just like, I don't know, like, fast car or some kind of, like, crazy lowrider car or something. Like, some, like, some car that you couldn't, you wouldn't picture a cop driving with a car that sounded like that. So, I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Cop cars, when they rev up real fast, they sound like muscle cars. Okay, maybe maybe it was a cop car. I don't know. I mean, I got to kind of find that out. But uh, I didn't really talk to anybody. (laughs) That was the only interesting thing that happened last night over here. As far as group home stuff, the rest of it was all, like, personal. My phone not charging when I wanted it to charge because I was moving around. Like, if I move a little bit, then my phone will go because the original charger got stolen. So when I charge... My phone with my phone charger, I barely move, and it goes. Battery is not that stop charging. Mm. This cord and cable that was provided with this phone. Well, the cord and cable that was provided with this phone got stolen, so I have to <laughs> use this charger. You know, so like, so I went through that and just got frustrated and wound up falling asleep. Uh, but I charged the phone good, so it was it's working good before I got to talk to you. The battery's not going to run out for a long time, I don't think. When I checked the battery, it said the battery was high. (laughs) Just because I gave it some weed. You gave what some weed? Uh, Not today. I mean, I have some, but I haven't haven't smoked any today yet. I'm trying to to get the guts to kill myself today, so we'll see. Why would you do that, Kyle, when I got good news? No, what's the good news? Uh, the presidential candidate uh, hit me up today. Oh, hey, hey. Yeah, I thought that was going to happen. Like, the voice in my head was, like, telling me that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, like, um, at first, like, I got a canned ham response, but then she actually, like, wrote a detailed message to me. Oh, way cool, way cool. Thank you. Yeah, so, um, you know, in response to our, like, uh, question of how to 
how the coronavirus pandemic should be handled. She said promoting personal responsibility and allowing businesses to decide their own policy in response to the pandemic would have been a good start. Mandating things doesn't solve much. Okay. This is why I'm voting for her. Mm-hmm. Just for this reason. Well, two reasons. This reason and because even though Trump's trying, saying he's going to stop the changes for the work, he still sent the feds in to mess with uh, mostly black people. Uh, and so, because of that, I'm going to vote for her for president, even though she's going to do some stuff I disagree with. Ending this stuff without sending the cops in to mess with black people is what matters to me. You know, and or, that's what matters to me, so I'm still going to vote for this woman for president. Um. I don't know. I might just vote for her just because, like, uh, she responded to me, because that's really cool. Like, I know Trump responds to people, but, you know, getting through the bullshit would be difficult with him. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, uh... But I bet, like, I bet if we, like, asked any of these, like, I bet if we asked uh, the Green Party presidential candidate and the uh, Peace and Freedom Party presidential candidate some questions, I bet they'd respond to us. You want to give it a try? Well, let's see. Let's see what their uh, let's see what they say on their uh, on their campaign uh, on their for their campaign uh, stuff. As far as what they say their issues are, and uh... all right, I'll go with the Green Party first. Okay. Okay. Okay, so greenparty.com. Well, greenparty.org. It says, uh, we are grassroots activists, environmentalists, advocates for social justice, nonviolent resistors, and regular citizens who have had enough of corporate-dominated politics. Government must be part of the solution, but when it's controlled by 1%, it's part of the problem. The longer we wait for change, the harder it gets. Don't stay home on election day. Vote green. Everything we do is based on our four pillars. Peace, which it expounds on as our country's long wars and worldwide military presence are immoral and unsustainable. Our military budget must be cut dramatically. Ecology. Cool. I agree with that. The human cost of climate change is too high. We need to get off fossil fuels and on to renewable energy, which I do agree with. Yeah, I agree with that, too. 
Social justice, falling wages and rising bills are hitting most of us, and the most vulnerable are hit the hardest. We demand a living wage and a real safety net. Okay. That just sounds like the Democrats. Yeah, it is, but that does, that part of what the Democrats are about does help us people that don't have money win as much as it might have a liability to it as far as the taxes getting too high, but, uh, Who's that? still it does help, uh, does, does help us Who's people that don't have money win. You want a piece of pork chop? Yeah. Oh, a second, though. I suggest that. Yeah, and then a uh, democracy. We demand public financing of elections, open debates, and more representative voting systems. Okay, that makes sense. And our 10 key values. Get involved. Volunteer. Latest I, Green I'm Party news. In, I'm interested in rehearing the 10 key values. I'm trying to, remember, trying to figure out if I still believe in them or not. I know I believed in them when I started, when I registered for the Green Party. I don't know if my belief in them has changed since I've become a Luciferian or not. Well, and, uh, under, under Get Involved, it says people power is what we rely on. Sign up here to get on our mailing list and to volunteer. We'll pass your information to your state party as well as keep you informed about opportunities at the national level. Or contact your state party directly. Mm-hmm. Okay. It says, uh, latest Green Party news, Green Party message for International Day of Peace, support UN call for global ceasefire, repeal authorization for use of military force act. Okay. Like that. The Green Party observes the 39th anniversary of the United Nations International Day of Peace on September 21st by affirming support for the UN General Assembly Resolution 3637 to commit to peace above all difference. The 1981 resolution established the International Day of Peace with unanimous support. Green Party leaders uh-huh. condemn the perpetual state of war launched with bitter irony on the 19th anniversary of the Day of Peace Resolution with the passage of the post-9-11 authorization for uh-huh. use of military force, AUMF. Uh, uh. Green leaders also emphasize the party's demand for the repeal of AUMF which has even greater urgency with the global crisis of COVID-19 and climate disruption. Uh-huh. Greens demand ballot decision today. Okay. <laughs> well, we're trying to make our decision, but I think we need to ask the Greens unless they have a, a position from the president, or I don't know, we've got to find out who their presidential candidate is. 
Well, uh, it says the Green Party uh, on September 14, 2020, candidates, the Green Party candidates for president and vice president are demanding that the Wisconsin Supreme Court put them on the ballot today. The court should have made a decision by now. We want a decision today to put us on the ballot. We want the absentee ballot process to proceed without further delay said Howie, Hankin, Howie Hawkins, the Green presidential candidate. Okay, I think I remember, I think I heard him interview. He's, uh, I think he's the, the uh, there was a, uh, there was a, a black dude that was interviewed that I heard last summer, but I haven't heard him since, so that might be interesting. But I think we need to ask Howie Hawkins, I mean, I think he's the president, uh, presidential candidate. I think we need to ask him what his response to the coronavirus is and see if it's what I think it's going to be. I hope it's not going to be that, but what I think it's going to be if it's as bad as uh, the Democrats' response to it. But, you know, we got to say it in words like just what's your response instead of, you know, what I just said, because that would be kind of putting a spin on it. But, uh, Well, it says right here, Green Party lawsuits allege states are exploiting COVID-19 to limit voter options. Okay, that's probably true. The Green Party of the United States has announced lawsuits has been filed in Illinois and Georgia to stop Democratic and Republican red boards, well, run boards of elections from exploiting COVID-19 social distancing, and shelter-in-place guidelines that prevent the Green Party from gathering petition signatures for candidates. The Green Party has been appealing to governors across the nation for emergency ballot access relief for candidates in the interest of public health and safety. Okay. Lawsuits in more states are being explored if officials do not respond. explain like what their position is on the whole thing altogether like was it okay I mean to pretty much down? they did in a nutshell no they really didn't explain it I mean they explained it as, as when it comes to registering voters but that doesn't explain it as when it comes to if you have a business you're trying to run or if you're a person wanting to have your last good time of your life. Well, that's, well, part of what you said was answered. Like it said, uh, social, uh, the, the lawsuits are about social distancing and shelter in place guidelines that yeah, prevent no, the Green Party from gathering same. petition signatures. Yeah, no, but that's when it comes to getting petition signatures. They didn't say whether that would mean for other people that weren't just gathering signatures. Because maybe if they're for it, if, if they're all, if they're gonna go against this, then it might be worth it to vote green. 
And but you know, I don't know, but I don't want to like say that and give them the spin. So like, oh, if I answer this way, then they'll say blah 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 blah. You know, so it's like you want to ask I'm the still... presidential nominee directly, well, how he would yeah. handle it. Yeah. All right. Let's see what his name is again. Howie, Howie Hawkins. Yeah, Howie Long, I think. Yeah. Howie Hawkins. Howie Hawkins. Now Howie Long, that's an old politician back in the 40s, probably. I don't know why I thought of that name, because it's only Howie. I don't know. You never hear the name Howie anywhere. True. It's definitely a unique name. Like, yeah, yeah. But his last name is pretty common, like Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sautéed onions are delicious. Yeah, hey, yeah, I can dig it. Let me see if I can hit him up on Facebook. Yeah, American politician. All right, he's on Facebook. Cool. Oh, wait a second. Okay, I found his uh, page. He doesn't have a lot of followers. Doesn't have a lot of what? He doesn't have a lot of followers. He's only got like 3,000 followers. Yeah, no, but that's, uh, you know, most alternative candidates don't have a lot of followers, so that uh, makes sense. I mean, because when you don't get media attention, you can't get much followers. Okay, I'm just going to copy and paste what I said to the uh, Joe Jorgen to him. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. It doesn't have her name on it, though, does it? No. You can't copy and paste her name <laughs> if we're talking to him. No, it just says, we are a podcast called The Kyle Chaos Aaron Order Show. We are interested in finding out what your opinion of how the coronavirus pandemic should be handled. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Cool. All right. And uh, what other party did you want to look into? Uh, let's look at uh, Peace and Freedom. It's a party?
Okay, peace and freedom party. Oh, so this is their website. Yeah, California's feminist socialist political party. Uh huh. It sounds like that to me, but yeah, yeah, man, we'll do some research. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of difference in the party. What's really weird, though, with the party from what I've read in the past, like when when I was reading their material in the 80s and 90s, they were more socialist. And, uh, like, when I first registered with the Greens, like, they kind of stepped, like, the Peace and Freedom people stepped up their game and, and started sounding slightly less socialist. But then the Greens started sounding more socialist with the stuff they were sending. So it keeps going. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what it is this time. But uh, I don't know. That's why we're trying to find out. Or part of why we're trying to find out is. Uh, but yeah, that doesn't. That kind of sounds like the same stuff. To, similar to what the Democrats are saying, but not exactly though. But because uh, they're like the first ones. They're the, the first socialist party. And when the Greens started, they were trying not to be so socialist and. Over the past 10 years or so, they've gotten way more socialist. But, uh... Well, they say uh, they support Black Lives Matter. Okay. That's cool. Uh, poor People's Campaign, a national call for more revival. For what? Oh, okay, well, that sounds good. Just the name Moral Revival. Is that what it really says? Yeah, moral, moral revival. Okay, well, that itself is very self-righteous. I mean, and, and it was what the do Black you Corps, from was the Socialist... Uh, no, not Black. What was the campaign called again? Poor People's Campaign. Yeah, Poor People's Campaign. When they came up with that slogan, and I heard it on KPFK, I was like, that is so self-righteous. Like, yeah, because basing your politics on morals is pretty flexible. Well, I don't, I don't think it's flexible. I think it's, it's very accusatory, and it's like you're telling people like big Most corporations, could you morals. just be moral? Could you just be nice to those poor people? And and it's just like that just sounds so stupid, you know? It's just like. You're not going to get people to that are are out to you know be law of the jungle business type people and go. Would you just decide to be more moral and decide to do the right thing this time? It's just that just sounds really cheesy and just kind of self righteous. And that they use that as their slogan. I just like when I kept hearing it on KPFK a year ago. I was just going, this is completely just, just self-righteous and you're like, running not the around way to go circles, about it. What? You're running around in circles. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, and then it says stop the abuse of Kevin Cooper in San Quentin prison. Okay. 
says bring back Armistice Day. Okay, yeah, that makes sense instead of Veterans Day, yeah. It says free Mumia Abu Jamal. Yeah, no, he's, he's a political prisoner. Really good reporter uh, that has put out a bunch of things, been in jail for too long. I've been a couple, couple demonstrations to get him out of jail. And uh, I agree with that one. He shouldn't be in there. Yeah, but they also say on the bottom of that, free all political prisoners. Yeah, no, that's the same thing. That that really does need to be done. I agree with that one. Alright, do you want to, like, uh, see what their endorsements on ballot propositions are? Oh, they have something on it? Okay. I mean, because I haven't read the ballot propositions yet, so... I mean, actually, I don't know, knowing what their endorsements are would help if they didn't really explain what the ballot propositions were about. And since I haven't read the propositions yet, I don't know if it would help unless they really explain it. What about uh, positions on legislation 2019 to 2020? Okay. What, is, what are they saying? Positions on legislation. Okay, now that's important too. Wow, that's uh, it's probably more detailed than the Greens as far as this. It's, uh, it's pretty good. It's, they're stepping up their game as far as details. That's good. Well, it says, an argument for voting yes on Proposition 24. Okay, what's, that ain't no, what is Prop 24? Let's see. In, in which, in which uh, states are this in? And now I'm just realizing, because there's a bunch of propositions in a bunch of states. Is this California or is this something else? Okay, uh, an argument for voting yes on Proposition 24. Proposition 24 is a measure on the ballot to add provisions to current privacy legislation and to create a state agency to help implement the law, according to the legislative analysts. Okay. The proposition provides consumers with new data privacy rights. These include the right to limit sharing in addition to sale in the current law of personal data, which is really good. Uh -huh. Correct personal data. I don't really know or care about what that really is talking about. What is he saying? Correct personal data. Consumers may direct businesses to take reasonable efforts to correct personal data that they possess. Okay. Limit use of sensitive sense. personal data. Okay. Yeah, and then it says if it sounds like a good thing, that is because it is, according to Tom Kemp in Golden Data. Okay. All right, let's see what the rest of the part. Uh, well, uh, 
vote yes on Prop 16, help reinstate affirmative action. Okay. Which, which state is this in? Uh, this is all California stuff. No, California. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, according to the National Center for Education Statistics in 2018, over 50% of higher education enrollment was composed of white students. While black students mm -hmm. and Native American students made up less than 13.5% combined. This disparity can be attributed to a variety of systemic barriers that allow white people who are also more likely to have access to wealth to succeed at the expense of other communities. For example, public schools in areas that are predominantly black often get less funding and access to resources, which is true. Uh -huh. California Prop 16 or the repeal Proposition 209 Affirmative Action Amendment comes in response to Proposition 209 1996, which prohibits preferential treatment on the basis of race, sex, skin, color, ethnicity, or nationality in the public employment, public education, and public contracting. Although Prop 209 is cloaked in anti-discrimination sentiments, this proposition harms marginalized people. In practice, Prop 209 forced California's public universities to abandon their affirmative action policies put in place to offset the marginalization of gender and racial minorities. In Sacramento, in the Sacramento Bee, president of the University of California Student Association, Varsha Sarvishwar, argues, Today, colleges can consider virtually everything about you, but not race. It makes no sense and is unfair. That school's... Uh, I'm not sure if I got a call. Let me see some just for a bit. I might hold for a minute. I don't know if I will or not. No, I didn't. You still there? Yeah. Okay, that was a text. Alright. Or a message, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out later. Might yeah. be a missed call, but it didn't... I wasn't able to use the whole button to get to this. The, the thing that's supposed to get me to the next line isn't working. Mm-hmm. Ready to continue? Yeah, yeah. It says, uh, that schools can't consider something that is so core to our lived experience. Repealing Prop 209 will not create quotas or caps. These are illegal under a Supreme Court decision and would remain so. If passed, California Prop 16 will repeal Prop 209, allowing California's public entities to reinstate or begin affirmative action policies. The Peace and Freedom Party encourages Californians to vote yes on Prop 16 in the upcoming election to help improve opportunities in public education for oppressed people. Okay. I don't know. It's like, if you play devil's advocate, like, it could be that this is the opposite of, like, because they're saying they want to repeal... Uh, people going to a college based on merit and not their race. 
you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like that's kind of backwards thinking. Like you have to let people in because of their race or because of how well they do in school. Like, yeah, I mean, kind of thinking similar, but then I have a problem with the term merit recently because I, I had a friend a couple of years ago that I was talking to, or that, uh, and he, he really was on this merit thing that that's how the government decides everything is through merit. And I'm like, is that a good way to decide things either? And I don't know whether either one is a good way of deciding who gets into a school or not. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of having questions on that one myself. Mm-hmm. And then it says, vote yes on Proposition 23. Dialysis patients deserve proper care. Okay. They have, I don't know, any details on that one? Because that's one I'm kind of wondering about. I'm, I think it could be a good proposition, but then I've heard... The other side, you know, like they have these dialysis patients that are saying, if they vote for my this proposition, then I won't be able to get dialysis at all. But is that like a, a scam from business people trying to make money? It's like I'm not sure, like totally how I look at it. All right. Okay. Approximately 80% of Californians must receive kidney dialysis treatment three times a week. A process in which blood is taken from patients. Well, we already know what that is. Yeah. Proposition 23 will require the roughly 600 dialysis clinics across California to employ an on-site physician while patients are being treated. Report data on dialysis-related infections. Obtain consent from the state health department for before closing a clinic. And end discrimination against patients based on source of payment. I think that last part is pretty good. Okay. Yeah, no, no, that, that sounds good, too. Right? I mean, so far, it sounds good. It says, while dialysis clinic owners complain that Prop 23 measures will raise costs, Sean Worley, a spokesperson for SEIUUHW West, contend that dialysis workers want these initiative reforms regardless of what happens with their union efforts. Okay. It may not come as much of a surprise that the two corporations profiting from these clinics, Davida and Fresenius Medical Care, are funding the opposition to Prop 23. 
They are listed as major funders for the Stop the Dangerous and Costly Dialysis Proposition Committee, which has in turn contributed approximately $93 million toward their anti-Prop 23 campaign at the time of this article's writing versus the $6.2 million raised by SEIU West. Okay, yeah, that sounds, uh, yeah, no, that, if those are the companies that are backing it, then that, that probably their no campaign could be pretty, like, business scam, you know, pretty much a business scam. And then vote yes on Prop 15. California's corporate landowners should pay a fair share. Okay. The main thing I wonder about it, though, is would it mess with uh, local people paying rent as far as would it give, if you're paying rent, like in a, if you're renting a house, for example, like me right now, I'm, I'm renting, you know, I'm, I'm in... A group home, but it could work for us too. But like, if you're renting a house, for example, would that mean that everybody that rents a house, their property taxes is going to go up, and then that'll give them a reason to raise their rent? It says, if passed, would finally close the commercial property tax loophole that has allowed the wealthiest corporations such as Walmart and Disneyland to avoid paying billions of dollars in property taxes each year. California Proposition 15, also known as the Tax on Commercial and Industrial Properties for Education and Local Government Funding Initiative, will determine whether to close this loophole and make corporations pay property taxes <laughs> Reassessed at current market rates. This would bring. A- I mean, what did you I'm say? Just thinking, would that would that raise the cost of trailer parks too? Because that was the one thing I realized when I lived in trailer park and I tried to change my address. I couldn't change my address because my last address, but the trailer park I was staying at, was considered a business and uh, not a residence. I guess. So I'm wondering if that would raise that too. That's supposition, Kyle. I know. I'm just trying to figure out. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, this might be good. I'm just trying to... I gotta read more on it, I guess, or figure out what I'm doing. Okay, however, Proposition 13 included a loophole in which homes were not differentiated from commercial property. Okay, so the loophole wouldn't be, if you have a home, that wouldn't raise your property taxes. Is that what they're saying, or? It would differentiate homes from commercial properties. Okay, okay. Yeah, that might be good. That might be good. Allowing corporations like Disneyland to pay property tax values from 1976 even to this day. I think that's stupid. Nobody's going to vote for them to pay taxes from fucking goddamn 40 years ago. Hmm, okay. I mean, is that what really this is saying it's going to do? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, that's that's fucked up. Like you can't charge people back okay. taxes for some shit that wasn't illegal then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a stupid proposition. Okay. I haven't decided yet. I, I still think I gotta read more on this. Mm. And hear more people talk about it. They could be yeah, you might be right. For homeowners, every time their property is sold, the property value is reassessed to current rates. Commercial property owners can avoid this reassessment provision as well by taking advantage of property transfer loopholes. As property tax revenue goes directly toward funding schools and local governments, the passing of Proposition 13's tax cuts in 1978 slash revenue devoted to these by more than half to this day california spends less on its schools than most other states in the country because of this law california public schools currently rank 39th in spending their pupil well spending per pupil are dead last with the largest class sizes in the nation and face budget cuts and stay layoffs Okay, is, is all the money from these property taxes going to schools, or is it going to other stuff besides the schools? Because that's another thing that would make it be a determining factor on the vote there. Because like, if it's going for other stuff besides the schools, then it might make sense if all it is is something for the schools. Well, schools and local government. Yeah, I know that. And I know, you know, schools are important, but it's like, is... Is this all to make sure that it's just money for the schools or is this money for other stuff besides the schools? Yeah, it's money for other stuff besides the schools because that's local government. Okay, okay. That's just money for the schools and the government, basically. Okay. Uh, Proposition 15 is needed now more than ever to improve our schools. That is a opinion. Passage of Prop 15 would also direct more funding toward local governments at a time in the pandemic when housing and rental assistance programs are crucial to prevent an eviction crisis threatening 40,000 of California's tenants who have lost their jobs and or income. More, more revenue for local governments is also an absolute necessity under the current climate crisis. California is fighting record heat waves and ongoing wildfires, which have displaced over 200,000 people so far this year. Mm-hmm. While the wealthiest 10% of corporations try to discredit Proposition 15 by telling the public that it will drive up the prices of consumer goods, or affect homeowners negatively. These are outright lies. The acts are that the facts are that Prop 15 will ensure that the wealthiest 10% of commercial properties account for 92% of Proposition 15's loophole closing revenues. See, that's really fucked up. You're just gonna tax the fucking shit out of businesses. I mean, just like, how much would it affect small businesses? That's, that's uh, what I'd be thinking. Mm, 
like that would be taxing like the biggest companies like Walmart and all that in the area. Yeah, but they can afford that, so I don't have as bad. That doesn't bother me as much as if it affects smaller businesses. Then that that bothers me more. You know, if it, if it affects if you're living in a trailer park and your rent goes up, that that's what would bother me. Says cut taxes for small business. Reclaim billions to invest in our schools and local communities annually. Exempts homeowners, renters, small businesses, and agricultural land so that protections afford, afforded by Prop 13 from 1978 remain in place and prioritizes transparency and accountability by requiring public disclosure of all new revenues and how they are spent. Okay. And that's the end of it. Okay. It sounds good. It sounds good. I just kind of find out more about, like, how will small businesses be affected by this? They'll get tax cuts. Okay. Okay, then that might be good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that might be a good one, then. That sounds like a good one. Yeah, it doesn't sound fair, but it sounds good for the poor people. Yeah, well, that's... As a poor person, that would help my my uh, best interest. Unless True. there's something in the proposition that would mess up my interest as a poor person that I don't know about, I think uh, this probably would be a good proposition. This probably would help my selfish interest as a person without money. <laughs> it also says vote yes on Prop 18. Let's increase youth participation and voter turnout in elections. That like just sounds like 18? a wishy-washy thing. Well, no, what is Prop 18? What's it saying it's going to do? Increase youth participation and voter turnout. How How is it going to increase youth participation and voter turnout? Proposition 18 would allow young voters who will be 18 by the general election to vote in the primary as well. The Peace and okay. Freedom Party recommends a yes vote on this measure. There is no reason why those qualified to participate in general election should not also have a say in the primary process. Yeah, I guess yeah, that sounds good. good. Yeah, there's a bunch of other shit, but I don't really feel like reading it. Okay. Well, so, we're still trying to find out, does, does Peace and Freedom have anything, are they saying anything about the, uh, any response to the coronavirus? And who's their presidential candidate? No, none of the recent editions are about coronavirus. Okay, so we maybe should want to should see if they have anything on who their presidential candidate is. All right, yeah, because I'm not seeing anything about the coronavirus.
Okay, 2020 campaign news. August 23rd and 30th, now online for contact info, click the link. Sunday morning at the Marxist Library, August 24th, statewide in solitary confinement. Oh, cool. Okay, Gloria Lariva is the presidential nominee. Oh, okay, okay. I think uh, I remember hearing her stuff, okay. And does she say anything about all this? Okay, statement by Gloria Lariva, Peace and Freedom Party 2020 presidential nominee. We face unprecedented crisis, economic collapse, COVID-19, environmental disaster, militarism, and racism. Most deaths were preventable. Bailout funds went first to the rich corporations, leaving millions in desperate straits. A national plan is urgently needed. Massive free testing, PPE, hazard pay for all workers. An income for every jobless person. Yeah, that's just universal basic income, like what Andrew Yang was talking about. The Democrat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which would be handouts, but I don't think the government could afford it. Um, maybe, maybe not, yeah. Yeah, through the pandemic. So she means throughout the pandemic, everybody should get money. Okay. Cancel rents uh, and mortgages for okay. tenants, homeowners, small okay. landlords, and small businesses. Okay. Which, how the hell would the government get their money? That doesn't make sense. That could make sense. If they're getting money from other like corporate type things, it would make sense. Oh, you'd only be charging the big businesses. Like, that would yeah. just implode the big businesses. Maybe. Because they're, like, they're the ones that own, like, a shit ton of land in, like, big cities. So they wouldn't be getting okay. rent money. Okay. I mean, you know... Yeah, like nobody would be paying rent at all. Mm -hmm. I don't see how that works. Okay. And mortgages, like that's government money. 
So it would yeah. stop all rent and all mortgages for tenants. Mm. Yeah, all mortgages for homeowners. So like, like we need money for our government. I mean, I see what they're trying to do, which is like it would save people tons of money during the pandemic. But the government would need to money to function. I don't think they're thinking about that. Okay. Because, like, you know, the military needs this money. The schools need the money. It's like you're talking about cutting off, like, massive amounts of, you know, money for what we need. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It says okay, so, All right, and then it says the billionaires and their two candidates insist that medical care remain a source of corporate profits, abolish the parasitic medical insurance companies. Come on now. That's how people pay for their health care. Yeah, but it might be better just, you know, if they're talking about doing it from the government and not the insurance companies, that might be a good thing. Corporations and banks that make obscene trillion dollar profits should be placed under public ownership. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess that would just be really unfair to the billionaires, but, you know, that's very socialist. That's just not capitalism. That's just not capitalism. Well, yeah, no, of course. They're not in the, they don't believe in capitalism. The, they say they're socialists, but they say they don't believe in capitalism. So, okay, that's how they're going to respond. Um, but, you know, I'm still trying to find out, are they going to force us to wear masks, and are they going to force us to social distance, and are they going to force everything to shut down? That, that's like the main thing that I'm trying to find out from, from uh, Peace and Freedom and the Green Party people. They're not mentioning anything about the coronavirus. Yes, yeah, so I, I think we might need to ask Gloria Riva the same question. And... Uh, Although, like, voices in my head are saying she might not, are, are saying she might not respond to me because I've been so sexist on my show so far, but, uh, what the hell, we should try to do it anyway, and what the hell, if I have to, like, be a complete psycho in public, I guess that's what I'm going to have to do. So. I knew this was going to be, going to put me in heavy trouble before I decided to do the podcast, so what the hell. <laughs> I might never, might never be able to be in activist circles again, but I don't care anymore. Yeah, I'm not saying that she has anything on Facebook. Okay, so what would be a good way to get in touch with her campaign?
Hold on a second. Let me double check. Okay, no, I found her on Facebook. Okay, cool, cool. Then say, let's ask her the same question that we asked the other two candidates, and uh, see what kind of uh, response we get. And if if they don't talk about the masks and the social distancing, if either one of them don't talk about it. We might want to give those two parts, because the, the Libertarian gave a really good response that, you know, pretty much said she's not going to go for that. So, if they don't give us that detail, we might need to ask another question. You know, is, are these candidates going to force the social distancing and the masks and the shutting down of everything that the, that the Democrats have tried to force on everybody? You know, but that's later on. We'll, we'll see how they respond first time and then see what happens after er, afterwards. Alright. Ready to cover the news? Okay, yeah, yeah. So did we do the cut and paste thing for them? Yeah. Okay, so we did that. Yeah, let's do the news then. Well, let me restart the podcast because there's only two minutes left. Okay. So th- th- this is uh, one episode or the end of the other, like, which ep- is this like from another episode or when do we start? Is uh, it this is episode or uh, 14 or 15. Okay. Wow, we had that many episodes so far. 